literal experts in sports. There is nothing they say that is wrong. They cannot be wrong. And you are wrong if you don't agree with them. Awesome. Way to make me just completely just step on my own fucking tongue. What the hell is this crap? It took 16 minutes for Rick to say pull out. I'm awake now. Happy uh, Sunday recording here. We're recording on a Sunday afternoon. Hello, guys. Hello, Rick. How's it going, Rick? This is Take Warning, all things sports. Right. In the the slowest part of the sports year. It is not the slowest part of the sports year. The most boring, (laughs) non-consequential, nobody gives a shit about this time of year. Nothing matters in sports right uh, now. That would be you, Rick, because you have given up on basketball just because the Lakers. There is done. nothing happening. Hey, that's in good sports. though for Rick, though. He only gave up on basketball, not that's, life. We expected life. Go Rams. Yeah. <laughs> go Dodgers. We'll be really excited when it comes around September, October timeframe. But until yeah. then, we've got two months of no sports that matter. Like we have a U.S. Open. What else matters? Nothing matters anymore. Yeah, it's uh well first off I thought when you said happy I thought you were going to say like happy D day thing and I was like oh that is not a way to start off the show. Happy D day. Yeah, today's June 6th. It's D day. What happened on June 6th? Oh my god. Never mind. <laughs> Public education everybody. Um is this night is this Juneteenth? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> wow. Well done. Um yeah, it's uh we're not going to we're going to do something different today. We're going to kind of revert back to what we did on our first episode. We're going to talk sports, as you would expect, but we're not going to really be news breakers or your, like... Maybe at the end. Your debate show. Yeah, Preston will let you know what to watch on whatever doesn't matter at the end of the show, as always. He's probably going to interject at some point and start wanting to talk about current events, but I'm telling you, there is nothing happening in sports. Interject at some point? Preston doesn't let us talk ever. Oh, by the way, I'm back, so (laughs) yay. I'm back to take warning off things sports. Just yeah. happened. Welcome back. Welcome back, by the way. Yeah. I, I We haven't recorded on take warning, so that's why I'm here still. Okay. You got another day. That's good. You're welcome, Preston. So this is our second episode. Yeah. Before. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're spending more time with us than them. Just right now. Just planning. Temporarily. The seat, just planning the seat. But yeah, as I was saying, we're going we're gonna to go on a different route today. Um, we're going to talk about, I want to say lists, but we're just going to talk about like some of our like favorite players growing up. Um, we're just going to talk sports shit. Yeah, we're just going to talk random sports stuff that we think that will probably just bring up you know good discussion as opposed to Preston getting mad at us for saying things all the time. Oh, it, it's probably still going to happen. He's already mad because I said there's nothing happening <laughs> well, in sports. He's mad right now because we're saying that the NBA playoffs don't matter because they don't. the Lakers are out. So. There's nothing. No, yeah. who cares now? Yeah, I definitely care. Really? Yes. You're that big of a Brooklyn fan, huh? No. But I'm a. I like watching the NBA. You really love James Harden that much. <laughs> he's out. He is your favorite player. Yeah. He played for what, like, thirteen seconds, and then he's out of the game. Good Let me thing ask that, you, good how thing many, that load management worked out for him? How many, uh, how many Kawhi or Harden jerseys do you own? And Zero. you can say more than one. It's okay. You don't have to give us an exact number. You traitor. Zero. You said Kawhi or who? James Harden, Harden jerseys. Yeah, he probably has like a James Harden like Rockets jersey or OKC jersey. I go Rockets when he's he was throw- going to he's, strip clubs. He's a throw. He's yeah. a throwback kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was probably excited for Harden when he was going to the strip clubs and breaking quarantine and all that other stuff. So. All right. 
well, I'm changing my uh, list now. Just, <laughs> just to piss you guys off. All right, so start let's, it off. Let's start off. Let's go. What we're going to talk about first is all of us are huge fans of sports, and we all have over the last several years or since we've grown up have gone to sporting events. So I would like to talk about top five events you went to live. Now these don't have to be huge games. Like, you know, if you ever had a chance to go to a world series or a finals or anything like that, like just moments you remember, like your top five moments going to sports live. But this is actually being at the stadium. You right? have to be, yes. In order for the, to qualify for the list, you have to be there. Well, I'm just gonna tell you right now that I don't have five because I I don't I don't go to that many live games that actually have, that I was thinking about it and honestly when you guys had texted me off off uh, camera recording about it like the first thing that came to mind was actually the Urias strikeout of the 2020 Dodger championship I mean obviously I wasn't there but uh, I was like okay I got you it was just a moment that I saw live so you do you have three I have. Two things that I actually went to that I remember, like big, which I, I went to opening day for the Dodgers in 2015. Never been before. Like, I was first time. And uh, Jimmy Rollins hit a three-run homer in the eighth to win the game. I actually had to look it up because I thought it was Raphael for call for all these times. <laughs> but me me and one of my friends were there, and we were, we were Rick, pretty happy. Rick, I feel, like, I feel like his horn needs to be played on that. His He starts off with his list of number one, and his number one thing he brings up is the Dodgers losing to a home run? No, they won. No, no, Jimmy Rollins, Jimmy Rollins was on the Dodgers. Oh, you're talking about Jimmy Rollins being on the Dodgers. But okay. it's funny because when you said Jimmy Rollins, I immediately thought of the Phillies. And yeah. I was like, I was, no. I was like, what no, no, are you he talking was, about? Yeah, you're right. He was. Okay. Never mind. He was on the Dodgers. Never mind. Don't play. Okay, horn safe. I, I'm silly. So and then <laughs> my number two was actually in the 2014 uh, MLB playoffs with the Dodgers and Cardinals. I watched the Grinky game when they won. They they lost the first game. Kershaw pitched, and, it was, and then they went, and I was there for that one. But those are really the only two that I remember actually being there at, like, the games. Like, I mean, I've been to other Dodger games, but I don't know that they've, like, stood out their regular season. See, so so it doesn't have – again, it doesn't have to be – No, I get it, but I'm a just A win saying, or a big moment. I'm just saying I – I can I think of a think big event that, that you were at that <laughs> we had a pretty good time at. Oh, when Ryan struck out. <laughs> You're right. That is a sports moment, and you didn't put it on your list. Ryan fucking struck out. It should be on everybody's list. That was a sporting oh, event. Man. You were there. Anyways, which, which one were you, you talking about? There? First off, well played, Ray. You're welcome. Um, I did not see that coming, even though I somehow... You should have known. I, yeah. You should have expected it. That's three episodes in, in a row, by the way, for the ticker of how many we're going to talk about that for. So, yeah, streak continues. Uh, no, um, what was it back in 2015, I think it was 2015, 2014, you went to the USC Washington game with me on a Thursday night. It was Sark. It was Sark's last game. It's a game where he went drunk at the end of the game and we down five and he kicked a field goal and then he got fired and you got, you were 10 feet away from Leonard Williams. Sarkeesian hit a field goal. (laughs) Okay, whatever. <laughs> Rick, way to, way to start it off, Rick. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I definitely – The Jet Hawks back in 2006. I Those were fun games. Against the Rawhide. It was, it was – When, <laughs> when the mid-season playoffs. though, it just doesn't – It just didn't – like, I just went – Like, things that thinking stick back. Out. Like, and that just didn't stick That's out okay. that much That's to okay. me. That's okay. That's fine. It's okay. I thought we were better friends than that. That's <laughs> just because – It's all right. 
No big deal. Why don't, oh. since you have five, I have five, right? Yeah, I have five. All right, let's go one for one. So you're number five. Okay, so my number five would be actually the story that I told in the last spot. Oh, cool. The, so we don't have to go over it again. Yeah. Good job. All right, so my number five. Oh, did you want to go? No, go well, ahead. At least just you got to refresh the audience. we don't have listeners that, that <laughs> listen to every episode, which we know all you guys are super loyal and do. Um, yeah, it was a, a AAA game in the Colorado Springs, and um, I actually got to have a conversation in regard with one of my favorite baseball players growing up um, in regards to leaving his player alone, which I thought was it's just something I don't think I'll ever, ever forget. And I got a picture from the game, too. So, so I mean, I'll always remember the, the Jetawks game that I went to that I met Sean Green, but that was like that was at a live event, but he wasn't playing. That's like, but you met Sean it's Green. A live, it's a live event sporting okay. event. That's well, then that, I mean, Preston's list is growing. He's up to four now. Yeah, no, three. yeah. No, four. So four. he's got the USC game and now the Jetawks game. And so the four. strikeout. And, no, but that and was the strikeout. That's actually, right. You got two Dodger games, the, the Sean the Green. Game? No, the, no, I'm saying the Urias strikeout. No, 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 no. His strikeout. My strikeout. You've got four. You're up to four now. No, five. Is that five? No, because he's got... Two my, LA games, right. the two Dodger games. Yeah, and then my strikeout, strikeout, your strikeout, Sean the Green, USC game that and the USC refuses. You got five. See, <laughs> Preston, we just coached you through it. We uh, got through it. What's what's your fifth? Uh, my five overall is going down to Staples Center. Um, so if back you say in, fucking after a Kings game, and Kawhi <laughs> sat down. I swear to God, you're, you're back <laughs> back in the uh, mid two thousands. Right, this is like I think their two thousand three playoff run. Oh no, it was two thousand one. Um, their we, finals run. So they're in Sacramento, and what the Staples Center did for the fans was for like twenty five bucks. They opened it up. You could go into the stadium. Laker girls are on the floor. You sit as close as you can. You know, like you got really good seats. To the Laker girls, huh? Sit as close as you can. Yeah, well, they the were Laker down. Girls? They were down on the floor dancing for you know, oh. like like as if it was a game. Got and then they had it on all the screens in the Staples Center, and you watch the game with just a sold out crowd. Nobody's there. You know, no game. But right. So we're watching it from there. I remember a couple things from that. One, I worked until like five and I had to hurry to get down there. And I was taking a couple of friends. Uh, Josh, actually, our friend Josh, good, from the Take Warning Pod. He was there. Uh, I jumped in the car. The we, only person that talks less than Preston. We <laughs> had to make it to Staples Center. <laughs> and I think it was like 40 minutes, which was impossible. Holy right? cow. I, I've never actually driven like a maniac until that day. And we got and we clocked it. And there are many people to verify this. It took from my grandmother's house in Palmdale to the Staples Center 27 minutes. I was going really? way too fast. <laughs> it sounds like you're going like, like, holy cow, way not, too fast. Going that fast the best traffic. part of uh, uh, we were just jetting through traffic. Like the wow. gods opened up the streets. So <laughs> while that's all happening, the whole time I'm painting my body and my face purple and gold, and everybody else is doing As it. You're driving? Yeah, like we're doing it, you know, like just going nuts. So we got there. Turns out it's going to be an amazing game. Laker girls are there. We're all excited, having a blast. Just happened to be Ori shot. Wow. So oh. we got to see it at Staples Center. We just watched so the ball you roll out. at the game, but it was still a live event at, yeah. in which you were watching. Exactly. I, count I was that. in Staples Center that. with the Lakers girls watching it. That's my number five. I mean, I, I definitely remember. That's one Do you of remember where you were when you hit yes. when that shot was hit? Yeah. I, I, I do, was too. in high school. So. Yeah. I remember I, being. I like being I remember old, watching I the game. <laughs> And running out of my parents' house, screaming, like, up and down the street. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm an idiot, and I don't care. And then, sure enough, like, four or five other people were doing the exact same thing on the street. Like, (laughs) 
So that's why I count that in my uh, sporting event. Because I was actually fun. at Staples. That would have been cool. Yeah. And it was a sold-out crowd. I mean, the stadium was packed. And we had seats way up at the front, like where we shouldn't be, by Jack, right? And so we're going nuts. And it was just – I've not been in an, envir- in an environment like that where everybody just loses their shit like that. It was, I've it was seen really those fun. events on TV, like where the – the away team is hosting like their own like watch event. Yeah. I've never been to one of them, but they always look like it's like a That's, super cool atmosphere. It's, it's, like, it's like, think of yeah. like a sports bar on steroids. Like it's just, everybody's yeah. there rooting for the yeah. same, like you're only there for one reason. Yeah. It's nobody else came fan. but Lakers fans. Yeah. So you're, you're looking at what, how many people are in there? 27,000? Isn't that what it is? 18,000? Like 18,000. But you probably had more if you were able to sit on the well, floor. Yeah. Cause you were all the way down to the floor. Yeah. So I think it was like, tw- it was over 20. And it's just packed, and everybody's having a blast. Like, it was insane. That's and crazy. When Hori when hit the shot, like, legit, the entire place erupted. Like, it, you would have thought they won a championship. It was insane. Oh, I, I, and it was, it was cool deal, like. because they did have the confetti, and they did, you know, like, they did everything. The, I love LA. LA. And, like, just well, everything was done. I mean, if he I doesn't hit it. that, they go down 3-1. Yep. Uh, they're probably not going yeah. to the championship. So that shot, that and that's not even my favorite Lakers no, shot, but, but that was at a sporting yeah. event, so I count that. That's cool. So, oh, good. That's cool. All right. So you go you go number four, and then I'll give you my number four. All right. Number four. What do I – oh, yeah. Uh, this is kind of an old uh, old one here. Um, I, I We had season tickets in high school for uh, the for the Kings. Um, okay. my, my buddy, actually, his dad got them. So we went to every game, and we got to meet every player, and I loved it. I have my, my Gretzky jersey was signed by the entire team because we wait outside the Forum Club. You know, like I have a story where I almost got killed by uh, Luke Robitaille. Uh, he was pulling out of a parking lot, and there he was. Um, <clears throat> so we're waiting because the Penguins come to town. And I really, really – I'm a big fan of Yarmir Yager. And I'm like, dude, I got to meet this guy. Like, there's, there, I'm on a mission to meet Yarmir or Yager, right? Um, he comes out of the forum club. We're right outside. And usually there's a crowd, you know, 20 people, and we're all just waiting for autographs. And everybody's coming out and signing stuff, and we're getting all the Penguins to sign things. He comes out, and he legit looks at me and my buddy – because we were like the first ones to be like, yo, 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 yo. And he, in his accent, he goes, oh, fuck you. <laughs> Walks away. We're like, oh, he's a fucking asshole. Like everybody said he's an asshole, but we didn't believe it. Cause you know, we're kids. You're going to, you're going to sign something. He literally told two kids, fuck you. Like that guy's a fucking dick. Like if there was a guy to hate in sports, that was him. <laughs> From then on, all I wished was bad things well, against you. My list of favorite so, players outside of LA. Yeah, but that, he's not basketball. That's Yager. hockey. That oh, it doesn't matter. matter. It's on the yeah, list. He's on my list. <laughs> so yeah, uh, told Rick to fuck so off. No way. Either way, that's like that's a super memorable moment. Rick's list of of people that he hates are Kawhi Leonard, Yager. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty Joe simple Joe. to figure it out. LeBron James. Like you know, you've well, got it's LeBron hasn't actually done anything to yeah. you like that, but still, I understand. Yeah. So my number four, it's actually this is kind of cool that we're doing this this way because nobody we have we talked about what we wanted to do for it, but nobody talked about what the events were going to be. And yeah. Even though we've been friends for a long time, we didn't know like which events we were going to use. So I think it's really cool. You brought up the forum, yeah. So as many sporting events as I've been to, and you know that I go to a shit ton you, of sporting you've events. You've gone to more than we have. Oh, maybe not really. Mm, I've gone to a lot. Yeah, of like, yeah. but I mean, Preston, you know, like I go to a lot of events. I've been to one Laker game. In yeah. Los Angeles. And it was at the Forum. Mm-hmm. Their, I think it was their last year at the Forum. It was Kobe's rookie year. And he was playing the 76ers. Did he shoot Allen any Iverson. air balls? <laughs> he did come. He didn't shoot any air balls. But yeah. he did. He It was during that time where he only came in in mm-hmm. like the smoke minutes of the game. It's <laughs> so like he had. Del Harris hadn't like let him play all the time yet. Yeah. So 
Um, but it was the first time I saw Allen Iverson live. And I'll never forget it. That makes sense. We were um, – so this is before cornrows is when you had the little the little fro still. Yeah. The red, white, and blue Sixers jerseys, not the, the dope black yeah, ones that, that they black, had for yeah. a while. Um, and he crossed up – and what's crazy is Derek Fisher was a rookie at the same time. Derek Fisher got all kinds of playing time. And you know, when he when first You came, brought him up. I didn't want to bring him up. But just so you know, the Ori shot means nothing to me compared to the 410th shot. <laughs> That's the shot <laughs> of all time. It, it's me. really funny because that that – I was thinking about that one too, but that shot actually sent them to go to the, when they went to the finals, mm-hmm. but yeah. they lost to Detroit that year. So yeah. Fisher's shot really doesn't mean as much as Ori's does. To me, well, well his significance. shot means the same. Yeah. It, the problem is the team didn't back him up with the wins like right. like we did with Ori's. I'm talking about emotionally. No, I was, There was nothing like Fisher's oh, shot. I remember no. where I was for Fisher's shot too. Yeah. I know exactly. Yeah, so that's a different story. But that's, so, yeah. so Fisher, when he first came into the league, he was – just like Tyron Lue was, he he was a defensive guy. He wasn't about offense at all. He mm-hmm. was just there to, like, bug. So him and Iverson's relationship literally started in year one. And if you remember, I think it was – was it 2001 or 2002 when they played the Sixers in the finals? One. It was Fisher and Lue that – whose job was to – that's what the analysts would say, annoy Allen Iverson. Mm-hmm. And then, like, today is the anniversary of the step over over Tyron Lue or whatever. But anyway – Iverson crossed over Fisher so bad that the Lakers put it up on the jumbotron in slow motion, and Fisher left the screen. Like <laughs> that's that's how bad he changed it. And I just remember just falling in love with it because I was just starting to really get into playing basketball myself. Um, I didn't play organized ball until I was in high school, but friends and stuff like we played in the street and whatever. And I just remember looking at Iverson going like. That dude's not super built. He's not super tall. Like, he's just out there to play. And, like, I just remember just falling in love with his style of play. I loved that. On, I mean, on that day. Yeah. And, um, fearless. I yeah. loved him. He was and just fearless. So, looking back at it, um, the Lakers won. Kobe got a, a little bit of playing time. But nobody knew yeah. what Kobe was going to be yeah, at that Yeah, first time. year, not at all. Like, I was more excited to watch Nick Van Exel and Eddie Jones than I was – you know, you know, like Shaq had just come over to the Lakers and, you know, like seeing how big he was like, and I'm, you know, I'm 11 or 12 years old, but looking back at it, like the historic of being at that game, like there's only like what 32,000 people in the world that can say that they were in an arena in both of those guys' rookie years at the same time. So like, I look back at that, like that's my, that's my number four. I don't remember a lot from the game. I just remember that one play where Fisher got crossed over and it's on his, it's on his career highlight on any YouTube career highlight that you watch, it's on there. Like, it was nasty. So that was my number four. I like it. It's a good memory. Um, all right, so. We're on three. Preston, have you thought of any other sporting events that qualify now that we've given you a five-minute buffer <laughs> to participate already, in the conversation? You got my five. Yeah, but you could have more than us. I have another one. How about when you're – how about, how about your kid's so, first I, I t-ball do... game this year in which he slid headfirst at home? For I, no, I didn't reason. get to see that. Oh, you were not take, that way. Good job, Dad. To, I had to take my daughter to her game. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. But, uh, I mean, I, I remember going to Staples Center and watching. Like, see, I've never were, been. I have never been. It was inside a, Staples like, Center nothing before. really stood out to me that much. That was when they had Brooke Lopez on the team. But I, the one thing that I remember is how much they were giving Jamal Murray crap because it was right around the time that he had 
talked a bunch of crap. Like he scored a bunch. Is that like Lonzo Ball Lakers? Yeah, Lonzo okay. was there. Okay. I, I mean, but I, it it was just every time Murray touched the ball, we would Ooh. boo him because I think he scored a lot a lot of points on them, and they just talk crap. Yeah. The Lakers weren't that good, yeah. so I didn't. Um. But I mean that that was a cool event because we sat pretty close to the floor. So my number three, and and I don't mean to piggyback, but it's just the way I did my list. My number three also involves Allen Iverson, but I'm living in Colorado at the time, and the Nuggets made the trade to get Allen Iverson in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. Now, up to this point, the only season tickets me or a family member of mine that I got to participate in or whatever uh, have had was the first two seasons of the Jetawks out here. So... um. I'm dating Amber. We're not even married yet. And the trade happened. Amber's his wife. The, <laughs> the trade happened. And I don't know what I was like, dude, I have to go to as many games as I can. Cause I thought like it was going to last for like a few months. Like I didn't think it was going to be something like he's going to come to Denver and be like, I'm out. <laughs> his, uh, his knees were kind of spent by the time he got there, right? No, was, I mean, he, was he, still, he was still like a 25 and 6 guy. Like, I, I mean, I just don't. I remember him going to the Nuggets. I just don't. Nothing really stuck yeah, out. Yeah. So, this, so just there. to give you an remember, idea, that was, that was at the end. I know. So, no, just know. to give you an idea, this is it's not end end like you're thinking. He's not MVP no. quality. Yeah. But you're talking about Melo in his prime, Kmart, Marcus Camby when he's winning defensive player all the time. J.R. Smith had just started, like, I think he was, like, in his rookie or second. Like, he had just come over, like, this is the time where he maybe he was still on the Hornets or whoever. Like, I mean, this is a while ago. But Billups was yeah. just finishing his yep, time. Um, uh, Andre Miller mm-hmm. was there. So, like, but. Remember that was the big talk? Like, why are they, why do they have Andre Miller and Iverson there? So, so I go to the Iverson game, and we end up getting – a 10 game like mini pack the mm-hmm. day that he signs and our tickets are like 13 rows off the floor. Now this Denver is a lot different than LA. <laughs> like you can get pretty dope seats in Colorado without having to like sell your second born yeah. child, you get, know, a, like, get a mortgage loan or right. something. Yeah. And so we're like 13 rows off the floor and we're there for Iverson's first game, which he didn't start. Mm-hmm. So they bring him off the bench. So, as soon as he stands up from the bench, like in the middle of the first quarter, the Pepsi Center just goes nuts. And I, I don't even think it's called the Pepsi Center anymore. I think it's called like Bell or Ball, pop. Or, Ball <laughs> Arena or something. The soda pop. Um, and Fucking they're going nuts. And um, Steve Kerr was, and I don't remember what team it was for. Steve Kerr was a like a, a scout or like a GM. So him and Rex Chapman – are sitting in the same row as me and Amber. They're like four seats down from us. Was it the Suns? Maybe it was the Suns. I think it was. Um, the Suns or the Kings or something like that. No, I, no, I don't no, remember. I, I'm pretty sure it was the Suns. Um, but I just I, – I, that's the thing. I don't even remember who they were playing because I didn't care. I yeah. just wanted to be there – To see Iverson. To see Iverson play. And um, it was to be that close and to just – like, dude, I did, like, I'll never forget that moment. Just being like, man, like, that's the closest I've ever been. And then part of our mini pack is we had two Lakers games. And so we got to sit in those seats and be that close. And this is <laughs> Kobe, Kobe. Like, yeah. And, um, yeah. So that that's my number three is being at that first game when he was in Denver. Because that was a huge moment in uh, 
Colorado sports history. Like that changed, I think, the popularity of the Nuggets forever. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Look at them now. Still in the playoffs. <laughs> Still alive. Yeah. My number three is uh, my very first Laker game ever. Uh, it was 1987. And so this is during showtime. So you were 12? Yeah, basically. You know, I'm an old man. I was six. Uh <laughs> My my stepdad, um, he took me. He surprised me. I, I came home from school, and he's like, hey, get ready. We're going down. We lived in L.A. anyways, near there. Uh, so we got to go. And he had gotten some tickets because my dad used to do a lot of the cabinetry, custom cabinetry for the Lakers, a lot of the Lakers. So I've been to, like, James Worthy's house, shit like that. Um, so we got some tickets. We got to go to the game. Um, we're watching it. It's in the form. It's amazing. Like, everything you see in Showtime, the old videos – it was incredible to be there, like it, just to experience it, breathe it all in, all the people. It's the first time I've been in anything like that. So I was really excited about it. Before um, you get it anymore, I just want to ask, because other than my parents, you're like the only person I know that went to Laker games during the, the Showtime era. Yeah. Is it true that you can get high off the amount of hair product that you can smell in that arena? That was the 80s. <laughs> like Aquanet was a thing everywhere. I was high leaving my house because of my mom and her hair. Like it's just a thing. It was um, it was weird because it was smoky, right? Um, in the eighties, you could smoke, smoke indoors. Yeah. So it was smoky at the top, and the the forum had weird lighting for the basketball games. And that's what I like. So it's they literally kept the yeah, center. it's yeah. dark everywhere, yeah. and you just see the court, right? right? You're you're part of a, a show right. kind of thing. Like it was truly showtime. Yeah. So we had that pretty good seats. Staples Center was it? They did at the forum too. The forum. No, but Staples Center. Oh. That was one when they were making Staples Center. They said we have to have this ability because it's like the the okay. Lakers and the Knicks are the only two teams that do that. Yeah, where they kill all the lights. It looks like you're the there for you are there for entertainment. Yeah. And they want you to know that. Right. Like it's it's like going to a Broadway show or yeah. something, right? So I remember all of that, and I mean, like legitimately, I'm six years old, and I remember every bit of this stuff because I was just sucking it all in. I loved, you know, I loved the Lakers at the time. You know, it was Showtime. Who didn't love Magic? Right. Um, halftime comes. And my dad's like, okay, we're going to go get some stuff, but I want you to do something for me. I'm like, okay. So we're walking down the aisle. We cut down from our seats, and uh, the form has these big wide aisles. Well, he comes over to this big wall, and you look up, and there's some windows. Turns out it's all the press boxes. And he's like, just hang on a second. And he picks me up, and he sets me at the top of the box, and it's Chick Hearn. And Chick Hearn says, how the fuck is this hey, son? Three? Huh? <laughs> yeah, literally, I, I only remember – I don't remember the conversation we had. I just remember him going, hey, son – you having a good time, you know, like just really rooting on like, yeah, go Lakers and all that. Talks to me for maybe a minute and a half. Nothing crazy. Just enough. Puts me down so he can go back to work. But like my dad holds him back one more time and he waves at both of us, you know, kind of leaning over because there were no windows. There was no glass on those. It was just like the the coolest thing because I was like, I just met Chick Hearn. Even at six years old, I'm like, I met the guy that puts the mustard on the hot dog in the fridge. And, you know, like that's all I remember. Yeah. So like. I got so excited for meeting Chick Hearn. Like, it's still, yeah, that's my number three. I have two more that are a little bit more, so that's why I say wow, But I you. love meeting Chick Hearn, and that's my first Lakers experience, which created a whole lifetime. I'd already been a, a, a fan, but that's where my diehard shit comes from, is that I got a chance to meet a legend. And then, you know, on top of that, I went to a game in Showtime. It, it just, by far, it's, the, the you know, one of those greatest moments of your life for overall. Sure. For sure. Um, do you want me to skip? Preston, to, yeah. Preston, have you found it? Have you thought of any <laughs> I, other I, events? I, 
I didn't know that you guys were going to go back and forth like that. I figured that we were just going to. Well, not for you because you didn't have any. We had to we help you build your list. So we're, we're trying to uh-huh. do time so you can. <laughs> we're just, I, we're I just talking. Make up sporting I, events that you did. Just make them up? Yeah. Yeah, the one time when I uh, was <laughs> on the floor and I saw Shaq. <laughs> He's okay. big, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> also, Shaq is big. <laughs> Anybody that's actually seen Shaq in real life. So big. Same thing with Damari, or Amari Stoudemire. I said Damari. Amari Stoudemire was actually a pretty big yeah, dude. Right? Yeah, I think he's a uh, Dwight, Dwight's another monster. Like Dwight's shoulders. That's what I'm saying. It's like, not the height that gets you when you just see like, you're like damn, dude. Like, All right, so I'm going into my number two because I can actually okay. speak to Amari and Dwight. Okay. And the reason why I know that, it's 2008. I'm living in Las Vegas. The FIBAs come to Las Vegas. They're playing at Thomas and Mac. The cool thing in Vegas with, with the NBA at the time, you for like $18, you can go to every game that day. So every country's game, they do the same thing with Summer League too. It was like $18 every game. So um, we're going to the FIBA's uh, duper from Take Warning. He and I get tickets, and we get tickets for like every day. We're, we're going to the whole thing as much as we can. Um, of course, we have to be there for Team USA, right? Well, Team USA, has a, Team USA has a scrimmage. They're not actually in the FIBA tournament at this point. So they have that was the first thing we got to do. And this is the first time the team has been together. And this is super young LeBron, Kobe in his prime, you know, Amare's there, Dwight's there. You've got these stacked, um, this amazing team. They have the scrimmage against each other. Kobe captains one team, LeBron caps, captains the other. And it turns out, and of course, because it's Thomas and Mac and there's no assigned seating, we're right there. We were sitting behind Jim Boylan. That's that's actually who we were behind. And it was amazing because we we're like, oh, shit, it's Boylan, right? And we're booing because we could see uh, Boylan. Coach. Bayheim? Bay- no, Boylan. Jim Boylan. Jim Boylan. Look him up. Oh, okay. So, anyways, we're, we're, you, you were at the point where uh, – what was the owner, the Clippers owner? I can't remember his name. Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling. He was there, and we're booing him. David Stern comes in. You're like, boo, right? Everybody hates him. This this whole thing goes insane. Not Jim Boylan. That's, that's Syracuse. Um, Good job, Rick. I oh, do okay. know basketball. I know who you're about. You know who I'm talking about yeah. now, right? Okay, Jim Boylan. He's not around anymore, but he was. And he was actually a big coach. Was it Milwaukee for a while? I don't remember. Uh, I have a Bulls. head coach of the Bulls. Bulls, Chicago. That's where he was. was the Bulls and then, and, then, and then University of Utah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the Bulls. Sorry, not, he, not was the, he was the coach of Utah at the time. So Boylan was there. He was he was one of the coaches. So that's why I remember we were sitting right behind him. I'm like, I know that guy. But, you know, you get to see these guys and like we're watching Dwight and Amari have a conversation at the scorers table. These guys are massive. That's why I remember that. And then the game starts and you think, okay, it's a scrimmage. They're just getting used to building chemistry. They're playing against each other. No big deal. They start playing and they start going hard. And I mean, it's not all star game hard. I mean, like real NBA shit. Like they are playing right. Um I don't remember the final score, man, but I know they, it got so close. Uh, we get into the fourth quarter. They're still tied. Kobe and LeBron decide they're just taking this game over. So I'm watching Kobe versus LeBron, and, like, this is LeBron just coming in. You know, like, uh, this is Miami LeBron, right, by 2008. So you've got LeBron where he's like, oh, that's LeBron, and then you've got Kobe in Kobe. He's still in Mamba, right? Um, I've not seen two players at a ball game play so goddamn hard, like – it was the most incredible experience. Uh, LeBron, and this is what happened in the last minute. This is why I care. Last minute, LeBron comes up, pulls up three. Boom. You know, now they're up. And this is from a tie again. So Kobe comes back down, gets fouled. It's a two. I'm like, all right. Well, you know, now we're down by one. You know, no big deal. He gets his free throws. Uh, Bron comes back up. 
uh, hits, it just hits a layup. So now they're down by three. They are legitimately down to like eight seconds. Kobe, you can hear Kobe, right? Because I'm right there. And he's like, give me the fucking ball. <laughs> like, that's all you're upset. Like, straight Mamba. Like, now he's pissed, right? Legit. Jets down the floor. That that dagger that he does from the top. Just that that amazing super long, you know, like that three that he had. Just in, right? Ties the game. Never saw anything like it. Now, <laughs> we're legit down again to like four fucking seconds in this game, Right? And Duper and I are like, we're already like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing. Like, my heart can't take this. I'm, I'm watching Kobe. I'm watching LeBron. Like, they're going back at, you know, at it. Uh, LeBron comes down, misses. Kobe gets the ball, running three at the buzzer. Boom. Game. One of the coolest scrimmages I've ever seen. Like, if if there's ever – there was video from Thomas and Mac, and they aired it in Vegas. Like, they, they had it on a local station. If you guys ever get a chance to see the video of that, just that end of that game – it's one of the most incredible. That, that's why it's my number two. I like. I can't tell you how amazing it was to watch Kobe Bryant right in front of you do that. Like, just be Kobe, not just come out and have an average game, right. but literally put up you know thirty goddamn points. Just to, just take over, and then watch LeBron do the same thing, and and see that he was he was good, but he wasn't Kobe. And that felt good. You know, maybe that's part of my LeBron hatred. I don't know. <laughs> he so tried. so my number two. Um, was actually definitely the most recent sporting event that I've been to. Uh, the strikeout game. <clears throat> uh, on, on my list. Oh, Not okay. your list, my list. Okay. Um, it was back when uh, USC um, got their revenge against the University of Texas. Um, so back in 2006 National Championship game, USC loses on the – Vince you know, Young. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, I try to just not say Well, I mean, you're, you're, you're already talking about it, so... I try not to use any B words anymore, because yeah, it can be offensive. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> that that game was... That game was hard on me. Like, I, I had just lost, like, my grandmother, like, a couple months before that. Um, it, I had, you know, had just then started kind of getting into, like, the beginnings of, like, suffering from, like, depression and stuff. Then that game hit me, like, super hard. Um, I As you guys know, like, as big of a fan as I am of the Dodgers and Lakers and any other sports team you could think of, USC is. We we know you have higher. a tattoo on your ass, like literally a <laughs> or my arm. So um, <laughs> both, <laughs> but that but that does show. Like I've been married for almost fifteen years and have two kids. I have one tattoo, and it's USC football. Um, so I was super excited when they announced that they were doing a home and home with Texas. Um, I had already had season tickets to USC at the time. Um, I I brought my dad to the game. It was the first time and the only time that I've ever been in the Coliseum where it was completely sold out. And this is before the the remodel. So we're talking 92,000 yeah, people. And Texas travels super well. Like, I, I will say that. Like, of the 90,000 people there, 30,000 of those people were Texas fans. So it was... It, it like just the atmosphere was crazy. The game ends up going into double overtime. Uh, USC wins um, on like a crazy comeback. It was like that was when Sam Darnold was like, you know, his like coming out party mm-hmm. where like everybody started talking about him being like the next big thing. He wasn't. Um, well, we'll see how he does. I don't know yet. We'll see how he does in Carolina. It, I don't think you can judge anybody based off their career with the Jets. That's true. So, That's true. Not um, just the Jets, but also the coach. <laughs> too. What's his name? Uh, 
I just Leinert broke my heart. The so now, yes, now right. any that's how bad they are. You don't even know who the fucking coach is. Uh, he was he came from Miami, and everyone Gates. That le- Adam Gates. Everyone that leaves him basically yeah. starts. Oh, playing. Gates. Yeah, no, yeah. everybody hates him. How does he keep know. getting so that's, jobs? No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, he's Darnold. like the Lane Kiffin of the NFL. He is the Lane I'm Kiffin. Just he just up. Darnold had. Yeah, him. I'm just saying, after Liner, anytime you say, "Oh yeah, it's an SC quarterback. He's getting drafted. It's going to be great." Like I'm immediately like washing my hands. To be honest with you, since Liner, Liner, it falls into that category too. Palmer, I think, is the last one that Palmer is that that kind of came out, and I think Palmer won an MVP. Um, did he win an MVP? I think so. Pretty sure he did. I thought he won one with with with, uh, with Arizona. I thought he won with Arizona. I I feel like Palmer didn't win MVP, but I don't know. Or at least he was in. He the, was up there. He's yeah. in the playoffs. He was but, good. But anyway, that was my number two, and the reason why it was the number two was my dad knew how big of a fan. Like he knew I was a fan, but he didn't know how big of a fan I was. And in that game, and just trying. I mean, I'm not going to remember the score, but Texas scores with like a minute and a half to go, and it it literally was like the national championship all over again. Like I I was like on the verge of being sick, and my dad was like. Dude, like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm going to be sick. Like, I can't do this. So, USC ends up coming back, scoring, go to overtime, and and we win the game. And it was, like, just the relief. And he looked at me and he goes, first off, thank you for bringing me to the game because this is the craziest atmosphere. He's like, I've never been in a sporting event atmosphere. And my dad used to go to, like, all the concerts and all the big games and all that stuff when, you know, before I was born. Yeah. You know, you know. Have all yeah, your when they had money. Have all your fun before you have kids. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I've never been in an atmosphere like this. Like, it took us an hour to get from our seats to out of the Coliseum. Yeah, that's how that's how crowded it was. You said it sold out. Oh, which it was is sold out. Yeah, right? yeah it's ninety two thousand. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so it was just like, and it was jam packed with people, and like, just the the camaraderie. Like, it was just, it was a great gameplay. Like, there was no like the referees blew it. I can't believe that call. Like, it was just a good football game, but. Uh, just seeing like my dad was like, I now understand like how big of a fan you are. Like it now makes sense to me. Cause he used to give me shit all the time. It's like, every time I see you, you're wearing like a USC shirt. He's like, do you own any clothes that aren't USC? Like, and then he's never said anything since that day. Like, he's just like, it's a, no reason to question it. So yeah, that's, that's my number two. That's a good one. So yeah, I actually, I actually do have one that I, so it was uh, back when Peyton Manning was on the Broncos, uh-huh. and they played a Monday night game against Philip Rivers and the Chargers. Mm-hmm. So I went down there to the Chargers Stadium, and I just I, it was it was crazy. Like I don't think I've ever seen it where it was packed like that because it's a Monday night game. Is it still Qualcomm? Is it was Qualcomm at okay. the time. Yeah. Um, and then just San Diego just came out and just was way ahead. So we were just. Talking so much trash to all these Bronco I know what fans. Game you're talking so we're about. talking to all these Bronco fans, like, yeah, like they're gonna yeah. they're gonna win. And Manning came back, and I think they were up like it was something crazy, like twenty eight to three or something. And yeah. then Manning came back. I know exactly what game you're talking about. And beat them like thirty. You were there. Yeah. Good for like, you, man. How did you forget that? Because. Uh, <laughs> I drink a lot. I, I, yeah, I was gonna say uh, two words: Michelob and Ultra. I don't think, uh, I, but it we, wasn't Ultra at the time. We this, were not drinking. This would have been Coors Light. We we, uh, oh. we were staying at a hotel down there, and we started pre-gaming at the hotel. Took the train to the stadium, 
one, that's uh, the way to do it. Like watch the game or whatever, and then no traffic, no took DUIs. The train, took the train back, and then Jesus got picked up. That's a good time. I know exactly what game you're talking about because I I hate it. Like I am I just do not like Philip Rivers. Like he's just I, the the he's amount, gun shooter man. The amount of complaining that he does. During a game, like it's like he's like the Tim Duncan of the NFL. Oh, he's a LeBron. He just complains about everything. Yeah, and I just remember that game where he was talking so much. I watched the game on TV. He was talking so much shit. It wasn't just. just, It wasn't just him. Yeah, every single Charger fan that was in there, and there was a lot of Broncos fans. Yeah, we're just. And they jumped bad. out early. If I remember it was, right, it was like twenty-one nothing, like was, before, like halfway through the first quarter. Like they they jumped out big time. And Manning, I think, threw like a, a pick six, and that yeah, That's, it was. And I mean, and then Rivers threw. I think he started off the half with the pick six, mm-hmm. and it, and you just see it coming back, and you're just like, uh-oh. and you could see, and you just it in see his the Broncos face. fans. Yeah, what, what's going to happen? Yeah, I'm just talking trash to you. And they kept, and I I remember talking to friends during that game, and I was like, watch how many times they show Phillip Rivers on the sideline, and he's bitching about something. Like, not when yes. he's in the game, just when he's on the sideline bitching about the, the defensive side of the ball. But, yeah, I know exactly what game we're talking I, about. I, think I just, can't believe you were there, dude. Like, that's I a think it big-ass just, game it doesn't, it doesn't stick out that much just because neither one of them are really my team. Like, it's not like it was the Cowboys or, like – I mean – I mean, the, when I think back to stuff like yeah. that, generally that's when – Have I'm you ever go been to a Cowboys game live? No. Ooh. Should we start a GoFundMe? We got to start a GoFundMe. We were going to actually do it for uh, cancer research, so but we yeah. can just uh, no, scrub the cancer research. research and what we'll do, we'll do is we'll have you. him shave his head for cancer. I mean, research, if we're talking he live events, too, does that does it count that I went to the spring training? Yeah, yeah. that was. Yeah, a, I think why was that an event? That was a live event. That's a live event. Sporting. Watch tell us about that. So he's got like eight. It's depressing. This will make us famous. This is I will. I will. I'll save it. Why don't you? No, no. I want you to go. This is your number one. That would be Preston's number one. Number one. You're right. Preston probably has pictures of that all over his room. You do your number one. My buddy took me down to to the spring training. Time out. Time out. Time out. We can't. We cannot name him, but we. You have to talk about. Because this boosts the popularity for the pod <laughs> and and our softball. There, okay, yeah. so it, it's my friend, and uh, his his brother is played for the Cowboys. He was a starting cornerback, Byron Jones. Oh, at Byron yeah. Jones hashtag. Yeah, hashtag. And, uh, we know somebody who knows Byron Jones. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that because of because of his brother, he got VIP tickets, which is pretty cool. We get in the VIP section, which is really close to all the players right there, and then. Even after they go through the practice, they allowed you to go on the field, and that was that was insane. Like it was just like Witten was like walking right next to me. Basically, could have reached out, touched him. Did you touch to, him? No, did you, where did you touch him? Um, you know how they well, I'm going to hold do? the doll up. I want you to point out to where <laughs> you touched him. Didn't touch him, but uh, you know how they used to do after after every practice. Dak and Jason Garrett used to have like a throw off. They, mm-hmm. they would pick something, and then they would try to like see who can get closer. Yeah. I'd, Got to see that. That was pretty crazy. Like while I was on the field, they were doing that. Um, and then he took us back into the the weight room, and there was a bunch of guys back there, which they're in. Like some of their workouts were freaking crazy. So I saw Sean Lee. Got to actually talk to him, meet him. Where and you saw Zeke him? with his with his with his bro shirt on. No, Zeke just barely walked in as we were going. But out. you saw him with his cutoff shirt. That's but, I mean, a real that was, thing. It, it was he was just as close. Yes, it was a real thing. He was just as close to me as. When I was in the VIP section, seeing him—that's crazy. I'm really surprised, like how he's built, but he is not tall. 
No. Like, I, and I think that's one of the things, because I definitely expected the NFL players to be big. Obviously, you're talking about the offensive linemen and stuff. But I was really surprised at how small the wide receivers are. Yeah. Like, so if, Randall Cobb and Beasley. Oh, yeah. Like, I just... like 5'9", 5'10". Yeah, guys. I'm just yeah. really, like, it just, like, wow. Like, you're competing against these guys that yeah. are, like, twice or three times your right. size. Like, exactly. it would, I think that's one of the things that just was crazy to me. So, not to... So, to ask you this question, because... You obviously got closer than I did because I I went once to uh, Amber two Amber references nice. in this podcast. That's Amber is not a sister. <laughs> wow, um, she's a huge Cowboys fan. So when we moved out here to Southern California, um, I didn't even realize that they practice that they practice in Oxnard. So um, which I wish which I wish they did um, still because I thought it was kind of a cool thing. Um. Well done, Preston. Good job. See, he never asked me to do that when I sat in that seat. Um, he just went into the mini fridge. <laughs> Not to get we a beer. Need, we need okay, to. We to need to get. get soda. We need to get Rick into beers, golf yeah. commentary. Like, did you hear? Like, <laughs> here he comes. I know. You should have. You should have beers up here. By here, way. here I, I meant to put some up for you. And I, that's my man. He grabbed me a drink. Uh, he's uh, going to pull out his three wood and uh, <laughs> it's going two ten. It's only about seventy five to the hole. So I've been to. And I would say that's the close. So I went to a Broncos training camp, but you don't get as close um, to the players as you do for the ones that are in Oxnard. I was surprised. Like I've been close to football players before, but there were certain players that just where you were like, holy crap, that dude is huge. Like Jason Witten is always the one I like. We've had this conversation before. Jason Witten is one of the biggest human beings I've ever seen. Like he's, he doesn't look like that on TV. He looks like a normal person, especially when he's like next to all of his offensive lineman buddies. But like, if you don't see a number on his shirt and like his face, you're like, who in the hell is that? Like he looks like a professional wrestler. Like nice. he is huge. Is there anybody that re- that you remember going like that was big? Yeah, like where you were just like, I mean, oh my god. Tyrone Smith is the is massive. Like. Tyron Smith is big. I heard his hands are like. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what my friend told me. I didn't, I didn't get to actually meet him, but he he was massive. Yeah. Like he was, yeah. Him, uh, any of the offensive linemen are just insane. Yeah, they're big. big. That's cool. Yeah. Um, funny story. So when we went down for, um, was it was it your birthday one last year that we went to Ventura? Yeah, we did the, yeah. yeah, it was Rick's. It was Josh's birthday. So the golf course that yeah, because that first off that was, was June. That was the day we found out our buddy Dan. Well, yeah. I got the name. You had you already knew, bit. but you weren't. Yeah. So that hotel or that golf course is on the same grounds as what that were. So when mm-hmm. I, we stayed in the hotel that night, if you looked out of our back window, it was the football field that the <laughs> Cowboys practice on. And I was like, cool. I bet you one of the Cowboys stayed here. Like, so uh, yeah, that that was pretty cool. That's a good number one, Preston. I'm glad that you were able to remember that super important event. I'm glad that we brought it out. I didn't classify that as a just because it's a practice. Yeah, it only took 47 minutes. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad you got it, though. So a guy starts, I have two, and now he's had nine. So that's good. All right, what's your number one? So my number one is uh, it's going to be a game that probably nobody on this pod knows about. Uh, A couple listeners of friends of mine will know what I'm talking about. So back in 2007 – I'm, again, living in Colorado. I really enjoy inside things that the listeners won't get. So, yes, um, this is perfect. 
it's just again like it's it's just the atmosphere it, like to me it's not what happened it's the atmosphere that like that was created by the event yeah. that that I always remember so a huge college football guy living in Colorado Springs we got to go to Air Force games all the time now Air Force Academy football games unless they're playing Notre Dame like I mean it's stupid cheap to go to and they're awesome because like the flyovers you get at all the special games like for everywhere else mm-hmm. Air Force does that every every game yeah like like three or four different kinds of jets, like yeah. every time. So it's it's super fun. Um, it's not like going onto a normal military base where you have to like go through all the inspections and yeah. stuff like that. Like it's it and it's the stadium only holds like fifty thousand people or something like that. So it's it's pretty intimate as far as like you're not like in this like huge like the it's nothing like the Coliseum. Yeah, and half the stadium is the cadets that go there. So they're they don't get to party like normal college students. So like the football game is it. So the atmosphere is already good. So anyway, back in 2007, when Andy Dalton was at TCU, mm. TCU was supposed to be at the time what they call that BCS buster team. And um, Air Force, uh, they were going to be Air Force's conference opener that year. And we were all planning on going. Well, TCU, and I don't remember which one they lost. They lost one of their first two games to a team that they they shouldn't have lost to. And it kind of was just like, well, well, there goes that. But the game was on a Friday night, and I I didn't have to work. And I remember just getting up and saying, you know what? Like, I still want to go. So I go online to look for tickets, and I find $8 tickets on the 50-yard line in the first row. Nice. Now, the way the Air Force Stadium is, normally a 50-yard line first row seat kind of sucks for a college football game because mm. you just have a bunch of 6'8 people standing in front of you and you yeah, can't see in the field. Way. Well, Air Force's stadium, it, it the wall kind of rises up as in between the end zones. So you're, you're already about 6 to 8 feet higher than the field mm. just in the front row. So you can see everything. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, this is awesome. Like $8. So I find four tickets. The only problem is I have to drive to Denver to go pick them up. This is before like virtual tickets were a big thing. Yeah, like, you got to go to the you, will call. Yeah, you had like these third party tickets. You actually had to go to the company to get them. There yeah. wasn't apps and stuff like that. So uh, a buddy of mine, I call him up. I'm like, hey, will you go to Denver with me? And I'll I'll buy you your ticket if you just make the drive with me, so I can not have yeah. to make that drive by myself. He's like, yeah, sure, no problem. We get up there, we go to the ticket place. And they try and tell me that. There was a mistake. They're like, dude, come on. You know, first row tickets on the 50-yard line, like, they're not $8. I'm mm-hmm. like, uh, I have a receipt and a gas bill that shows that you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so I hate when you make mistakes. That sucks. Give me my tickets that I already purchased. So I end up getting them after like a 20-minute argument with the with the company. I get the tickets. We drive back, and we go to the game, and TCU is beating the crap out of Air Force. It was like I think they were down like twenty points going into like the fourth quarter, maybe mm-hmm. it was fourteen, and a lot of people started leaving. It got really cold early. Um, it was like the middle of September, so this is right around the time in Colorado where it could be thirty degrees at eight o'clock at night or seventy degrees at eight o'clock at night. Like by the day, it just doesn't matter. So it was. It got really cold. People started leaving. Air Force is going to lose, and Air Force starts coming back now. Anybody that doesn't follow college football, like Air Force runs that triple option offense. Mm-hmm. And it's there. These are actual people that are going into the military. Like these are not world-class 
right. Division One athlete. So watching them play anybody in college football is always fun because they automatically are the underdog no matter who they play because they're, they're smaller than everybody else that they play. So they run like that, that gimmicky like triple option offense, and they start coming back. And they end up tying it, and it goes to overtime. But the stadium's like half empty now. So as they're getting ready to do the coin toss, <laughs> the PA guy goes, all right, everybody move to the north end zone because we'll pack it in for overtime. So <laughs> Air Force wins the toss. They choose to de- – so you get the choice of you either play defense or offense mm-hmm. or you could pick the direction you go. So Air Force wins the toss. They choose defense, as most teams do. So TCU, as they should have, goes, cool, so we're going to play down here in the south end zone yeah. where nobody's at anymore. So the Air Force Academy Stadium, it's all bleachers. It's not seats. So it's just mm-hmm. rows that go around the stadium. So then there's this like mass push of people that are just going around the side of the stadium <laughs> to get from one side to the other. And um, the Air Force ends up winning. And anybody who's watched college football and, you know, yeah, one of the coolest things you can see is when that like a team upsets somebody and they storm the field. Yeah. So the buddy that I'm with, I'm like, dude, if, if we win, we're storming the field. He's like, I'm like, we're doing this. He's like, yeah. all right. He's like, dude, it's the Air Force. Camp. I'm like, dude, it, everybody's going to storm the field. Like they can't arrest everybody. Like we're good. Yeah. So Air Force ends up winning in overtime on a field goal. And I kick my legs over the wall. And I've told you the story about the wall being higher earlier. I did not realize that being at the game. So I kick my legs over the wall. Now, the way that 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 stadium wall is, that's the highest point of the wall. So we're probably like 10 feet up. And there's like three feet of concrete that's like sunk down for drainage for water. Nice. So I have to clear 10 feet like down and then three feet forward or I'm going to probably break a leg or an ankle. So I swing my legs over and I look down and I go, Oh shit. Like, fuck it. Here we go. And like, we get out there, we jump, storm the field. I was trying to see if I could find the picture online. I found the picture of the of storming the field, but not the one where me and my friend are actually in the picture. And it's the last time I'll ever storm a field yeah. because that is the worst smell. In the history of mankind is being out there with a hundred people that just played four hours of football. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> it all is, ass. Oh my God. Like, and then because it's, everybody's huge for like football player wise. And there's so many people on the stands. Like, so even if it's only 20,000 people that are out there, yeah. once you're out there, you can't go anywhere. Like, yeah, you're, yeah, just, you're stuck. just stuck. And Oh my God, the smell was so bad. <laughs> I just, as soon as I got out there, I was like, woo! Oh, I want to go home. And that's, like, your, I, and that's your number one. That was number because atmosphere, I'll, yeah. I don't think I'll ever be able to. It's, con- it's hard to top that when to you're in a top, crowd. Yeah. Everybody's in the same mo- movement. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was, it was, that was, that's my number one. It's a good one. I like it. But Jesus Christ. <laughs> so much stink. Yeah. Did you guys follow in the locker room too to make sure they cleaned up? No. So we actually ended up getting out. Probably, it probably took us about like, five or 10 minutes and we yeah. got out of the crowd and then it was grab as much stuff off the bench running so back stealing the, swag. So I got like, I bought, like I picked up like a bunch of gloves, <laughs> but the problem was, is I apparently I walked by the offensive lineman bench. And this is why I was asking you about hands because I'm like the air force Academy hands 
were ginormous. Like, yeah, I bet I don't have small hands, but like the gloves were like this. Like, right, they were four inches above my fingers. Like it was like, well, these are fucking pointless. Yeah, <laughs> but at least she got them. Yeah, that's insane. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, all right, what's your number one? All right, yeah. So we'll wrap this up. I know this is fun. This is actually taking almost the whole show. It's crazy. Um, so backstory: uh, nineteen sixty-eight uh, Rams Falcons. That is my uncle Benny's very first game at the Coliseum. Very first, first any game. It's first. Uh, it's first game. First. First well, game. I got a notification or something on my computer. It went off right now in my ear. Oh. Damn it! Um, very first uh, game. Um, so in 2016, he was diagnosed with ALS, uh, Lou Gehrig's. Um, we knew he was kind of going downhill pretty fast. Um, so the first season in 2017, when um, – I'm sorry, it was 2016. Uh, the Rams came back. So the first season they came back. So mine and um, friendship took a little bit of a hit. Yeah, exactly. We when, you, when you just what? jump ship. Yeah. Um, ben, uh, Benny this, – this is my uncle. Benny was diagnosed um, in September – and the only thing I wanted to do with him, like just to to have some kind of glimmer of hope, because we don't you don't really know how ALS affects every person. You could be like Stephen Hawking and live sixty years, right? Or you could be out in six months, right? You know? For sure. No. So uh, I wanted to get tickets. So I looked for the Falcons game, which happened to be in December, um, to go to our first game since I was like five or six years old together. Um, so actually, it was ninety four with him, but we, I know I was a young kid. Um, I just wanted it to be really cool, right? So we get there, and I didn't know about the Falcons, and that, that was his first game until we got to the stadium. And he was super excited, right? He's already losing mobility, and I was thinking this is going to be a hard day. We're going to take a, t- uh, you know, we're taking the the subway in, go slow, you know, whatever. Um, Benny was a very athletic person before ALS got to him, and he remembered that he had all those muscles. <laughs> so of course, you know, poor Rick. Uh, I got nosebleed seats, you know, just because he loves the nosebleeds anyways. Um, If anybody's ever been to the Coliseum, there is not like a lot of ways to get up unless you're going up about a thousand stairs, right? There is now. No, there wasn't then. No, I know because I had season tickets to USC at the same time. Yeah. Now since the renovation, which I would highly recommend going back, it's so much more modern. There's handrails in each in each aisle now. Yeah, it feels like they would just throw a rope down because it was so steep the, the steps, and they just yeah. have like that chain rope, they like you're climbing a, a hill. Down, but it, you didn't yeah. get that, so you it was dangerous. Trying yeah, trying to climb up awkward, and it's, they're never like subsequent they, steps no. either. It's like one step's four inches, the next one's nine, and they're huge <laughs> concrete steps. Like I cannot stress enough, the, everything is just concrete yeah. in the Coliseum. Yeah. So when we got there, I'm like, "Fuck!" I have many. I didn't realize there's no like escalators or something. Benny doesn't give a shit. He's like, let's go find our seats first, and then we're going to get up here, right? And I'm like, all right, man. So Benny is literally taking three steps every step, right? And I'm just fat, and we just gotten married that year, and I've been, you know, vacationing and just not in the mood for that. I wasn't expecting it. He had my ass sweating in the first 10 minutes we were at the Coliseum. Because he went up and he's like, all right, let's go down. We got to get, you know, like. Get some food. Yeah, we got to get some beer, get some tacos. I'm like, oh, my God. All right, let's go back up. And then I go back down. And it was like nonsense. And he was so happy. He's like, actually, I want to show you my favorite seat in the stadium. So he takes me to the other side. And there's this view of the city. And, like, it's just like, okay. And I was, like, so happy to be able to do this. But I've never seen a man so goddamn happy to be someplace. Like, he was like a kid, right? So I'm sorry for laughing. But But I was sweaty. (laughs) I'm laughing because I knew you at this time. Yeah. 
and you're a smoker and you can't smoke at the Coliseum. Right. So not only are you out of breath and you, and you're like, fuck, like I don't want to, you don't even have, yeah. by the time I got e- to the Coliseum, you can't even cool down with a fucking cigarette. By the time I got to the Coliseum, I hadn't smoked in two and a half hours. So like, yeah, now, yes, you're, you're nicking and out of shape. That's so now fantastic. because it's the opening season, it's just crazy there. Right. Yeah. So we sit down and the game starts and he's like, Hey, I want to tell you. And his speech was really slurred at the time. Um, but he's like, I just wanted to let you know. He's like, I have a picture, you know, and I wanted you to get my first game. And he tells me about his first game um, was actually with Atlanta. He's like, so I knew this was going to be my last game. And uh, it hit me pretty deep at that point. Yeah. So, like, after all the sweating and all the other crap, um, we spent four quarters just enjoying a game together like it was normal. Yeah. Uh, when the game ended, we actually stayed behind for about an hour and a half. And he waited for everybody to leave. And... Uh, just sat there and took it all in. Um, that was nice. So that that I can I can see, especially I know how big of a family man you are, Rick. And I can. That's the picture up there, actually. I was going to say that's. The, I, that's I was actually looking. I was like, I know he has that picture, but yeah. Preston's in my normal seat since he jacked it today. That's right. So but yeah, that's the seat. Um, <laughs> he forced me to watch this. Those are those are his nosebleeds. That's the, those are the seats that he used to go to the Coliseum, and he loved sitting there because you can see the whole field. Press box in the way in this picture, but uh, you had a really. Oh, good it's view. even worse now after the yeah. after the remodel. I like, won't be going on that side. There, anymore. Yeah, there's literally like yeah. like two sections where it's like, how, why would you even put seats there? Like, just put tarp. Yeah, like put an ad there. Like th- nobody's gonna sit in those seats. But yeah. um, yeah, I was the whole time you're telling the story. I'm like, he has a picture from him and Betty's game, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, <laughs> where the fuck is it? Yeah, man, it's, it's, right there. Behind me, it's on the Betty like, wall. There's a thank, Betty wall now. Thank, thank you for yeah. thank you for telling me that. Yeah, um, I know how big of a family man you are, and I could see that being number one. And I, that's why, even though like it was a regular season game that didn't matter, but we got our asses handed to us. The, the USC game, same thing. Like even though USC won, like I think it was being there with oh. like with my dad, the person who got me yeah. into being a USC fan. Like it was just it kind of was like a full circle moment, you know, in my family, there's only two Rams fans. (laughs) There was my uncle Benny and and me. And it was because we, you know, so now you're the only Rams fan. I am the only Rams fan in my family. Truly. Um, that's why he invites me up. I forget. I forget. (laughs) I mean, I was, I was proud. I just like Benny, man. I was proud. Like, yeah, they suck. I don't care. We found out why we're friends now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) that was actually Jeff Fisher's last game too. Oh, okay. He was fired the next day. We're not going seven and nine. It was that year. You're right. Yeah. We're going five and eleven. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> it was a really fun year. But you got to see, you know, you got to see Gurley and like, you know, golf or no, yeah, no, not golf. Um, yeah, it was golf that year, wasn't it? That would have been golf yeah, it was rookie golf year. First year. Golf yeah. rookie year. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Because like, I'm looking play. at the picture. And he didn't want him yet. to play. And he then didn't he... want him to play. And he had to. <laughs> he was forced to, and he was fired. Yeah, yeah. So that's why Benny bought. Uh, he he was adamant that you know, like your your daughter should get her first jersey from the stadium. Like that's a that's a big thing for us. So he bought her a, a Jared Goff jersey. My that kids' jerseys it. are from the USC store too. Like yeah. it, it's not the same. Their first ones are from the USC store. Yeah, the first after one, that it doesn't. You can get it yeah, online, but you got to have one from yeah. the stadium. Like I, I'm going to a Rams game this year, and uh, I the first thing I do, I haven't bought any of the new Rams jerseys. I am waiting until I'm at the stadium to get that jersey. I think. And I, I don't I don't want to hold you off on it. Yeah. Because I don't know what game you're going to. But going pretty de- early. December fifth. Yeah. They play Jacksonville. Yes, they do. I I think I think we should do like a take warning birthday 
Rams extravaganza. So if we Preston, can get tickets, you can, though. you can go if you want to. It's going to be uh, hard to get tickets because it's... I might actually not be here. So. First season We're, back. You going to space? Yeah. Okay. Court? Oh, Preston's yeah, court. 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 Jury I'm duty. Pretty, there's a wedding that's in December, and I'm pretty sure that's... I got a thing. That's what it is. <laughs> okay. So we'll just have another take warning live. Yeah. I mean, I, I am definitely... That was the... So... <laughs> One of our one of our friend, co-hosts from Take Warning has season tickets, and um, when he was figuring out who he was taking that wasn't his wife this season, that's the game I got to call. So I get to see Trevor Lawrence. I was pretty excited about that. Okay. So I get to go to that, and then uh, preseason game. So that's okay. what I pick. And then, and then of course, so any tickets I picked to see up. That I wish I could go opening day. That's the one I wanted to go to oh, the first yeah. game, but no, tickets are ridiculous. I cannot wait to go to the stadium. That's why I'm like, I'll Who go to a preseason. Isn't it a good game too? Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Chicago on a Monday night or Sunday night. Sorry. So Justin, Sunday night. Justin Fields. First yeah. Game. Justin Fields. First game. It's going to be the SoFi opener. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. It's going to be a fun season overall. Even if we suck, I don't care. So yeah, that's my number one, man. So I did find a picture of my story. I just wanted to show you. So yeah, look, that is Derek. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell. I mean, that looks like a yeah. normal guy's hand though. No, no, no. The head. Oh, Wait, hang on. Let me see the head. Yeah, we're right there. I know you guys can't see this on the pod. I can't see the eyes. You can't. I'm so just can't telling tell. you. Okay. From when we were there. Yeah, yeah. That's there. Oh, okay. That's nice. Yeah. So, um, do we want to do a do we want to do a quick recap of anything current? Because I know <laughs> Preston's going to kill us since we took a whole show I, for that. I mean, I'll just. I think that I was good. Oh, it was fun to to watch. Um, did Atlanta win today? They did win yes. today, right? So I'm catching up on all that, and we're we're watching Game Seven right now of uh, Dallas and right the the Clippers and so the the Hawks seventy sixers Game Three will be Friday. I mean, I can't say Game Two because it's yeah. gonna come out on Wednesday. Nets Bucks. Well, if it comes really, out on Wednesday, that's when our pod releases. No, I, I don't think it. I think it's Tuesday. Oh, uh, okay. But, uh, Tuesday. And then Nets Bucks game three is on Thursday. Going to see how how that one's. So that might depending on how game two goes. What's your favorite player out? Yeah. So real quick on that, and not getting into a huge discussion about it. Do the Nets have the ability to beat Milwaukee without Harden if he does not play the rest of the series? Did you yes. see them last night? Um, but Milwaukee didn't play very good. They were sh- everything that they shot. I still this. think Brooklyn's going to take it it's, from them. I, from I, this I series. think they can they they can beat the the Bucks without. Them. I don't think the Bucks got much better this year. I you don't. think the Bucks can beat the Nets without? I them. I do. I think that the Bucks are going to play a lot better than they did. They were just not hitting shots. I think the Bucks are definitely better than than last season. Holidays holidays a lot better. They, they, we had this debate already. I mean, they they weren't playing well, and at halftime they were down by three, and then it just kind of just they just continually were not making shots. Like everything that they shot, like Middleton was missing what he normally makes. Like they weren't making shots, and then you I can't do that and beat the Nets. Real, I think, and this is part of the reason why I didn't like Giannis winning the MVP. The end of the like the fourth quarter yesterday, like he was almost more of a detriment. To that team than he was a help. Like he constantly wanted to take the ball to the hoop. He got fouled and he go to the free throw line and he'd make twenty five percent of his free throws. And that's that to me. That's the same as a turnover. Like you, if if your whole offense is to go attack the basket and get to the line, like that's what makes Harden so hard to stop. Is that he goes to the basket and it's like 
He'll you make you throws. foul him, and then he's going to shoot 85%, 90%. The, the Nets, by the way, are probably the best free throwing shooting team. Yeah, ever. other like, than, what's the, his name, Claxton or whatever. The rest yeah, of but he's not even yeah. going to be out there in the final minutes. He and was playing some crazy so defense yesterday. Though. The other thing also is now you're seeing that Blake Griffin is actually playing because he, he hasn't been playing for the – the seasons with Detroit. So that dunk he had yesterday that, like, everybody's going nuts? Like, yeah. does anybody else pay attention to the fact that he barely got the ball? I saw that. There? Like, I'm he like, was he was barely like, looking higher. at his left hand, and yeah. I'm like, dude, you you look like you struggled to he's, get up there. He's not. He's definitely not the, like, Clippers version that was. But what was he, it, dunk, dunk City? Dunk City. Lob City. Lob, Lob City. City. But the go. thing that he's done, though, is he's – Added a three point yeah. shot. And he, if he goes eighteen and fourteen, the Bucks don't stand a chance. Oh, and you're just—I mean, even without like Harden, I mean, hard, that's why they didn't. It didn't matter about Harden because of that. He went eighteen and fourteen, and I will say this: the cool thing is, and I know we're we're kind of getting over. The, we're I, way over time. I did see. Oh, we're not we're right around dramatically the same. over time. Um, Rick Rick just wants to go back to sleep. Um, Blake Griffin's interview yesterday I thought was really cool. Like I, I've never been like a big like. Griffin fan or hater, like he just, I just like, oh, guys, he just exists. He's just a good dunker or whatever, you know. I thought it was really cool to see, like, you can even see, like, it mattered to him. He's like, the last couple of years, there's not been a lot of positive stuff said about me. And he's like, and rightfully so. He's like, it was nice to, like, that felt good. Like, it was, it was, I'm not rooting for Brooklyn. My my wife saw the interview and she's like, oh, that's it. Rooting for Brooklyn now. Like, like, really? Like, the all star team? She's like, yeah, because you, I just, I don't want Brooke, because, if Brooklyn just rolls over the Bucks, they're gonna probably roll over the 76ers. And then maybe whoever comes out of the West is I just can't every team, that's all they're gonna try to do now is just get three stars and the regular season doesn't matter. And I, I just I can't get behind that and I hope that they lose. Like I hope somehow the Bucks I just hope up. that they lose because if they lose, I think every other series is a toss-up. If when they they're a favorite, no matter who they play from this point on. No, yeah, correct. So if they're out. You yeah. have that. You have that. Like mm, this could as, be a good as long as Milwaukee can. I just don't want to see a sweep. Yeah. I, I need Milwaukee to step up and at yeah. least have some. Like show us that the Nets are beatable. Like right. and it's game one. We don't. I mean, it's game one in Brooklyn. Yeah, I mean, Atlanta was up almost yeah. thirty on right. Philly today, and that game ended up being a lot closer than I think the numbers will show. But um, that's because Philadelphia I just Trey Young is an entertaining ass player. He's fun to watch. The bow at Madison Square Garden I thought was perfect, especially after being spit on like that. To, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, he's he was, a great player. He's fun. Yeah, that's it's how you flip off the fans right. without having to blur anything out on the screen. So, <laughs> uh, Can we just jump for basketball really quick? Are we done with basketball or yeah. do you have more? You have more. I was just going to say Suns Nuggets game two on Wednesday. <sighs> and then, actually, I, I'll surprise you on this one. He's never going to end with basketball. He, he loves his basketball. Avalanche and uh, – Golden Knights. What a game six fucking on series Thursday. this has been. Dude. It's game been six fun. Will be Thursday, it's been fun. So McGruber! It's been, Good stops. Even, uh, I was looking at like, even the Boston Islanders series. Has been I still fun. think the MVP in that series is going to be the goal post. So. <laughs> the, the, cra- the crazy thing about that series, and, and I'm sure that our you know one fan that we have that, that watches hockey that listens to this will appreciate it. Um, I know Colorado's up two games to one. Yeah, Vegas has outplayed Colorado two out of the three games. Like that first game, Colorado blew them out. Like there was, yeah, like you can't say anything about it. Games two and three, Vegas outplayed Colorado. Unfortunately, Colorado's just found a way to found a way to win game two. Goalpost. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, and do you know how many shots on the goalpost there were? No, I, 
No. Seven. Yeah. Seven goals that went right off the goal, yeah. goal post. It was insane. But you can, out of the other hockey series that I've watched so far in the postseason, now, again, I, I follow hockey like most people follow baseball. When the playoffs start, I'll start watching. Of the other games that I've watched, these are clearly the two best teams. No, it, yeah, in, and in, we were in, saying that in going in. Like, yeah, like, there was nobody else. They, they, they are on the, a different level. I heard the Bruins are really good this year. Though. They are not, not compared like watching, to Avalanche. Like, like, like the Avalanche the are probably the best the team right now. And oh, the defense of the Golden Knights is just like yeah. it's a perfect matchup. Like it's it's fun. It's really mm-hmm. fun hockey to watch. Um, and there was that big hit in the. Uh, the Canadians win. Yeah. yeah, he got series. four games. Uh, for I that. can't believe he got four games for that. Yeah, he never even took a stride past mid ice. He he, it was just such a big hit. Like they're like, we have to do something about it. It's like those NFL hits where it's like, uh, was that illegal? I don't know, but we can't have people doing that. Like that's not good for the sport. But anyway, um, as you know, we we had to cover some things that are that are live. Baseball's belly's back. That's all That's, I wanted yeah. to say. Belly's back, baby. Yeah. And what happens when belly comes back? The Dodgers become a 500 baseball. Yeah. All of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, we're scoring 11 runs in the first inning. Yeah, but we. Yeah, we, and then we we're losing dropped. every other game. Yeah, That's okay. Games. But we had a we had an amazing game. Belly's back. Bauer didn't look good today. His his yeah. his uh, control was definitely not there. I think he had like four or five walks. You see the accusations that we might be cheating this year. Uh, well, been, they're, they're, they're we've, been about it. we've been talking about it with him, but they actually released the numbers on his stuff today. And he's like one of three pitchers in baseball where his spin rate has increased even after they talked about the substances. Yeah. So like last year was the highest he's ever had. And it was like 2,700. And this year it's up to 2,800. So he's, so I have a feeling like something, something's coming down the pipe. I think quick. so too, but we could, we let's talk about that. We'll yeah, that, yeah, we'll talk about it. I just, What's yeah. a tease for next week? Right. There you go. There's a tease. So, Preston, anything else you need to watch? No, nope, those are just basketball games. And uh, and one don't forget game. Ultimate Warrior Macho Man. Fuck I don't know. I'm just Probably. giving you something. <laughs> Always the Dodgers, but sports. <laughs> yeah. Oh, ow. ow. Okay. Hey, let's just... go get that championship in our softball game tonight, guys. Yeah. Uh, is there an outro for this? There is. There's an outro. Yeah, we're getting a championship. That's how it's going. We didn't even talk about our softball team. Quit co-ed. Your Quit your pitching, baby. 2021 co-ed softball champions. Thank you for joining us. Follow us on Instagram at Take Warning Sports. Email us at twallthingsports at gmail.com. Download and subscribe our podcast on all your favorite podcast streaming sites, such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts. Visit our Take Warning Network at takewarningpod.com.